Welcome to Crown the Macabre. I'm Katie, and this is... Hi, I'm Melanie. That's Melanie. Magical girl Melanie. She is on TikTok, on Twitch, and is a ex-cast member from the Disney Parks. That's me. That's her. You guys have probably heard, like, my very negative rants in our Dismal Disney episode, (laughs) where uh, Kelly and I talked about, like, just weird... Well, Kelly talked about really goofy stories um, that actually happened throughout history in the Disney parks, and then I mostly talked about the horrific history of the company itself. But pretty in line with my content. (laughs) So uh, what's funny is I asked listeners and people and whoever out there if they had any questions and due to the nature of my podcast, they all were asking if the parks are haunted. I mean, they're about to be haunted by me if they don't get their act together, so. Well, let's just start, I guess, with uh, your history with uh, working there, like what inspired you, what your story of trying to work there was and how it was when you got there. Does that make sense? I yeah. Know, I framed that super poorly. I apologize. <laughs> no, I get it's like the the background like people always assume that most people and maybe that's true for other people i can't talk for them but the like level of like disney obsessed that i was when i was trying to like get hired there and stuff that they're like oh you must have like grown up going to the parks like your whole family must be into it and no uh that was not the case Uh, i didn't grow up going there or anything like that When I was 15, um, I went with my best friend out to California for two weeks to stay with her aunt and uncle. And her aunt and uncle just like took us around to like all the like Southern California attractions. And I had had some like online friends that lived in California and I knew they all like loved Disneyland. But like it was less like almost like less a Disney thing and more just like a like a Southern California like cultural thing and I was like oh are we gonna get to go to to Disneyland you know and she's like yeah but we're going there last because if I take you there first you're not gonna want to go to any of the other places that we have planned (laughs) and I was like oh okay you know whatever we go to Disneyland and I was just immediately like oh yeah like this is it like this is it for me like I was I was hooked. I was hooked on the whole concept of all of it. Coupled with that 2007 when that movie Enchanted came out, I got really obsessed with that and started imitating Giselle in the movie, which is Amy Adams' princess character. Then I kind of realized that there was a place you could go to get paid to act like that all the time. And I was like, well, that's that's for me, obviously. (laughs) And I did, you know, I did like the theater stuff like in school but I did more so like commercial acting stuff but I was like oh no this is it like I'm gonna go be like I'm gonna be a princess I was trying to apply to you know start applying to colleges and stuff and I wanted to go to Chapman University which is in Orange, California. And I was like, oh my gosh, and I'll be right next to Disneyland and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't so bad. It wasn't like, oh, I want to go there because of Disneyland. Like I was looking at film schools and they have a good film school. I didn't get in because I'm <laughs> too bad at math, it turns out. <laughs> um, but we did go out to like look at the school and everything like before I applied, which I don't remember at all. I guess I was like 16 or something at that point. I don't even remember anything about the school. But I do remember everything about my day at Disneyland. And I went with my mom. My mom has always supported me in whatever weird thing I say I'm into or I want to do now. She's like, okay, yeah, great, Um, which is awesome and amazing. But still, she was like, oh, I don't really know. I don't really like get the Disney character or like the Disney thing. Like she's not into 
she didn't watch Disney movies. She took us to the park like once when we were five to be like, okay, like I did it. She was never really about it. And I wasn't into princesses growing up either. So this wasn't like a, yeah, I was never into princesses. I only watched the animal movies. I liked Lady and the Tramp and Aristocats. Like that was it. Those were my movies. Animal Kingdom is my favorite park. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good, good too hot too hot too big and too hot i understand Um. (laughs) but i really like the dinosaur ride that was always my favorite well have you been to disneyland katie uh disneyland no i've only been to disney world so the dinosaur ride is the poor man's version of the disneyland indiana jones ride it's like the same type of vehicle and track but like a less good version of that ride indiana jones is my favorite disney ride of all time (laughs) Um, I don't actually really feel one way or another about Indiana Jones movies obsessed with that ride. So I actually understand where you're coming from. Do you ever go to Disneyland one day? You're going to have your mind blown. It's the best ride ever. Yeah, I Um, I liked it mostly because it was like actually really fast and actually scary. Yeah, you would like Indiana Jones. (laughs) I, I got to I went on it like three times the first time I went to Disneyland. And then when I was working there. It was down for a long time, and when they were, like, bringing it back up from refurbishments, they had, like, cast members on the clock, like, riding it to test it. I think they let me go around, like, six times. It was, like, right before I had to leave, like, move away, and I was like, I gotta get it out of my system. Gotta get all my Indiana Jones in. So I'm at at Disneyland with my mom. I'm, like, 15, and Mad Hatter and Alice, we run into them, like, right in the beginning of the park. They're talking to us like, oh, how's your day? What are you doing today? I'm like, oh, we're doing a tour, blah, blah, blah. And then we run into them like hours later. They remember me and my mom. They remembered what we said we were doing that morning and all this. And like my mom was like, wow, like I get it now. Like watching how great they were, you know, with the kids and the performers. And we went to like the musical chairs game that they do in Disneyland and all this. Because the characters are much more like free roaming and and stuff there. And uh, she's like, I get it. Like, I get why you want to do that. I was like, right. Um, And the fact that even my mom saw it, of course, only made me want to do it even more. But Disneyland was really far away. I didn't end up going to to school out there. I went to school in Savannah, Georgia. You know, Disneyland was this really like exclusive thing that I saw. Like they only had a handful of people at most playing each character. If they didn't find someone they liked for the role, they just would be understaffed. They just wouldn't have them for the role. So I never thought I would be able to work there. So I was applying for Disney World because it was closer. I could drive there. It was like a four-hour drive, you know, and obviously they have hundreds of people playing characters down there. So I would go down there, and when you audition to be face character, they didn't used to say, like, what characters they were hiring. They had auditions every single Thursday. They would just post the height range, and they wouldn't post what they were hiring for. Because sometimes I think they weren't hiring, and I don't know why they were required to do these every week. So you could show up. They always would say this. You could show up, and they could see you and be like, wow, she would be the perfect Ariel But, like, maybe they're only hiring, like, Jasmine and Tinkerbell that day. So, like, you don't get hired. What a waste of everyone's time. Girl. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So, I would show up. Now, obviously, there's different kinds of auditions. If you go to a parade audition, you know, they're going to have you dancing in the beginning. Uh, If you go to you know, a fur character audition, or it might say on the website, sculpted head, whatever, is like the official terminology for that, which is like not better sounding, first of all. Um, Sounds worse. (laughs) Um, But those are the characters that like don't talk. You know, you go to one of those auditions, 
They're very height-based. You have to do animation, you know, pantomime. They'll give you, like, a scenario. They'll be like, okay, you're pitching a tent. And then you have to, like, pantomime it, like, ridiculously. I only know it one was... person who was Mickey for a while. She's, like, yeah. five feet tall. Yep, exactly. People used to say to me all the time, like, because I was going down to all these auditions over and over and over again for the princess auditions. And they'd be like, well, why don't you go to the the fur ones like what do you you think you're too good to be a fur character or something and I was like no the problem was was that everything because everything's by your height range um I'm 5'7 so I'm considered Pluto height and the amount of people that they hire in just to be Pluto height fur characters is very slim because that height range is also being filled by the dancers or sorry, movers, the parade performers, and the face characters, right? So like, why would they hire me just to do that? Like, I, I wasn't really in a great height range to get hired for just that. If they did, I would have been fine with that, but it wasn't going to happen. So I'd go to the face auditions, and the face auditions start by you get your height, and they give you a number, and they call people in in groups of 50, and then 10 at a time, you stand there and you smile. And they play music to make it less awkward um, <laughs> so that you can't hear them talking about you. And they stand there with their clipboards and they go like this. And they go, they like look down the row. Everyone, you're standing there smiling. Your heart's beating out of your chest. And you're just thinking if, if they just fucking knew how good I would be at this job. It doesn't matter. You don't need any skills to do it. You don't need a single skill. I'm not saying that to talk down on myself. You don't need skills to do this job. Anyone that tells you they earned the job... Um, is not being honest with themselves. It's true. You don't need any skills. You don't need to be an actor. You definitely don't need to be a singer. You're not allowed to sing. Um, it's about your height. It is about your weight. And it is about what a stranger determines they think about your face. And most likely if they think you look like someone else, they already work there. Or if you're just so freaking pretty, you don't look like anyone else, but they're just biased and just think you're perfect looking, then they'll pick you. Wow. So they go down the line looking at everyone right and then you're you're hoping for this right like so like they make the eye contact with you and they go to the next person and you're hoping that they're going to keep coming back look at their little clipboard and like whispering to each other and then like looking over at you you know that was never me okay it was never me I was never that person I was always it was always like I'm number 12 and then it's all all the lines you know they do 10 at a time you go to the back of the room and then they get through all 50 and then they read out the numbers and they'll be like, uh, all right, we would like to see numbers 11, 13, uh, and 23. Everyone else, thank you so much. Yeah, whatever. It was probably whoever was standing on either side of me is probably who got kept. But yeah, out of a group of 50, if they kept five, I would have called that a lot. So if you make it through that point in Florida anyway, how they do it is then they... Um, put you in the costume that they they give you something to read for um, probably to make it seem like you are doing something if you're, it's, you're if auditioning it, <laughs> there's a lot of people if if it's just five people they probably won't even have you do a dance but they're like supposed to have you do like a like a princess grace dance thing i don't think again it doesn't oh even gosh. matter most of the people aren't even in the parade so um, because they have specific parade people and they're called movers and not dancers right because you know if you're a dancer that's like a that's like a union thing but they're movers oh the kind of like how abercrombie and fitch employees are models right. and therefore they're allowed to discriminate how they look based off of that profession of being a model yeah. <laughs> 
Pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I just watched that documentary. <laughs> I watched it too. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Also, I don't know why they didn't mention this, but the people who own Abercrombie own Hollister. But they mentioned it like it was some other company that was competition, but like they own them. Oh. That's, that's neither weird. here nor there. I just thought that was weird. Yeah, I feel like you've known me long enough to know that I never owned anything from those stores I was not qualified <laughs> I tried for like a minute when I was 12 and then like I just bought all black clothes after that I was like I'm done this is too expensive but then yeah. Hot Topic became expensive and I was like fine I'll just buy solid black clothes from Kohl's <laughs> I mean I only wore yoga pants and Harry Potter t-shirts so it's kind of it's kind of amazing. I I didn't find out I was on the autism spectrum until I was an adult. But okay. <laughs> okay. Like, well, so how I dressed. Anyway. So, so the so the whole audition process and picking up is just if you're pretty, yay. If not, sorry. Right. And I I hate to I hate to say it like that because I I do try to explain to people that like you know want to do something like this or they want to go to an audition that I'm like, and again. The girls that work there are are beautiful, lovely people. I'm not saying that they're not pretty either. But ultimately, at the end of the day, in any other context that you went for something and you weren't picked for it, like, it wouldn't mean you're not pretty. So, like, the example I use is, like, Jennifer Lawrence is gorgeous. But, like, if you put Jennifer Lawrence in a Cinderella wig, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's Cinderella. I'm going to be like, oh, it's Jennifer Lawrence. Like, she's always going to look like herself. Like, she has a very specific look to her. And that's not a bad thing. Specific doesn't mean ugly. It just means I would always know it's Jennifer Lawrence. Like, I don't think I, she could be in a baseball cap and, and you could run into her in 7-Eleven and you wouldn't be like, is it? Like, I'm pretty sure you'd know it's her. So but Disney like for, looks for like generically pretty girls. Right. The The goal is I can go meet Katie. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to walk into this building. I'm going to meet Katie. We have like a conversation for like 45 seconds. We even take a picture. I compliment your outfit or whatever. And I go on my day. And then the next day I could be in the exact same spot and just see somebody with the same color and style hair as you and wearing the same clothes and I would think you're the same person in real life that would be offensive you would be like what no just because we're wearing the same clothes and we have the same haircut like doesn't make us the same person like wow but that is what you are trying to like that's the standard you're trying to hold yourself to so like yeah there are some girls there that you're just like whoa that's that person's too pretty to be allowed. Like, but that's, I would say that's like the exception, not the rule for the most part. Most of the people they're hiring, right? They're looking for the most generic, pretty white girl face they can find, including for the freaking Jasmines and Pocahontas. White girl is fine. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I don't agree with that. So I... if you're listening to audio only, I've, I've got heavy sarcasm on my face. It's obviously <laughs> not fine. Yeah. When I, when I was so, as a kid, like I loved Disney when I was really little, like heavily, like when I say little, I mean like preschool age, like the, at their target age, I suppose, for like all the princess stuff. Hella subscribed, hella into it. We went to Disney once when I was three and when I was six. And then my parents were like, thank God we're never going back. <laughs> um, because they were just catering to me, who was like obsessed with this shit. And I remember when I was three years old, my favorite princess was Pocahontas. I fucking loved her. 
Like I wanted Very to like cool. I wanted to like be her. I like specifically never wore shoes because she <laughs> didn't wear shoes, and like I always kept my hair super long, and like it was a whole thing. I think she has like an animal show or something, or like there's like something where you see animals, and there's like a lady there, and she's Pocahontas. I remember being like so confused about how she looked as like a tiny child i was like she too white she was so white oh yeah she was like she was like like, i say too white like i'm sorry white is already too white yeah for pocahontas because there's like a photo oh god i should go find that photo and like post it on this it's like me looking really uncomfortable next to this next to this poor girl just trying to do her job yeah and it's it's so tough and it's so complicated because like i've thought about that a lot like if i had ever gotten pulled for a, a Tokyo Disneyland audition, which was like my dream. If I had gotten pulled, I would say there is a super high chance they probably would have tried to put me in Jasmine. And like, I would, I would love to sit here and be like, oh, you know, like I would have said no, I would have said that was wrong. But like, honestly, like 19 to 22 Melanie in her like brainwashed Disney bubble, like I probably would have done it. I probably, I probably would have felt a little bad about it, but I would not have had the the guts to say no. Like I still would have been like part of the problem. So like, that's why like I do, you know, I'm not saying that it's, that it's right, but I do understand some of the mindset of the girls that are like accepting the roles. Like, I don't want to say like, oh, they're really young. Like that's an excuse, but it's this like mindset that you get into with Disney that not only are you just like so lucky to be in there, but like if you already worked there and then they asked you to play like a POC character, like if you turn it down, obviously they would never say to you, but you're going to be like, if I turn this down, they're not, they're not going to give me anything else here as performers. At the time, I was making about $12 an hour when I was a face character, right? So if you're a fur character, you made even less. So obviously the Florida minimum wage is having to go up. I I didn't have enough money to to feed myself. Like if I had been in a position where they were like, Melanie, we want you to be Jasmine. You're going to have more shifts. Like I would have said yes. You know, even if they were just like, oh, she doesn't have a tiny nose and she's skinny. And because for some reason, that's what Disney thinks is the most important qualifications to be Jasmine, you know? And hopefully they say that they're moving in a direction of changing those things, but like, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, obviously I would never take a role like that now, but I do understand how it happens to those girls. And like the responsibility should fall on the the casting directors because there's no way that there aren't beautiful POC men and women that would want those jobs you know even as low as they pay so gosh that's that that's definitely one of their problems but yeah I auditioned 13 times in Florida got turned down 13 times I never made it past the first round once never never did so I ended up going up to the casting agent and I I really can't emphasize enough that I went up to her after the cut I initiated this conversation. They would never say this to you on your own. People love lying about Disney stories on the internet. And like, I'm not here to like defend them. But like the amount of people who are like, oh yeah, I went to a Disney audition, but they told me I was too fat. I'm like, no, they didn't. They didn't say that. Because like, you don't even work there. And I'm like, if you work there, they do have a way of telling you they think you're fat. Um, that's not how they would say it. But they're definitely not saying it to people at auditions, right? So I go up to the the cast me- member and I was like a size zero. That I Even I knew at that point. I was like, you know, 19. And I'm like, 
oh, well, I know that they're not turning me down because I'm not thin enough. Because, like, I couldn't have been thinner. Right, yeah. You know, I'm up there. I'm like, hey, I've been here so many times. And, like, again, they weren't advertising what characters they were casting for. So I'm like, have I just been, like, really unlucky? And she's like, well, like, unfortunately, like, you don't look like any of our Disney characters. And she's like, you should come to, like, a mover audition. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I can't dance. I'm a horrible dancer. Um, And I'm like, oh. And then, I don't know, I'm 19 and stupid. So I was like, well, like, why? <laughs> like, I asked her, like, what about me made me not look like a Disney character? Oh, no. And she's like, well, um, like, it's like your eyes are very round. And of course, like, I got in my car and cried my eyes out. It was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, what, I look too much like a cartoon character to play a cartoon. But like, I look at that with like, wiser adult eyes. And I'm like, that's obviously, that's obviously a lie. And like, something to like, say, yeah. just to like, get someone off your back because like you can't look a 19 year old girl in the face in like a public forum representing a company when I'm like trying to get hired for a job and being like your teeth aren't straight or being like it's your nose like (laughs) yeah your nose is crooked sorry right like because then obviously what's gonna happen when I'm 19 and I'm obsessed with this job like many other you know young people are and were and I go out and get a nose job and come back to the audition like what what's that what's gonna happen then uh my teeth were crooked then by the way they were uh I've had braces since then so I'm not talking about how my teeth look now but um (laughs) that was like a whole thing so I was like well I guess that's never gonna happen um so I'm in college and you know people are like oh you're gonna do the Disney college program and I'm like I don't know whatever but Disneyland you know, my original true love posts that they're look they're hiring for a ranch position at a uh, for the horse ranch for like the horses they have on Main Street, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have horse experience. Oh yeah, you were you a know. horse girl. Yeah, I was a horse girl. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I forgot I'd about been, that. Yeah, I had been riding since I was like ten or whatever. That's awesome. Though. So, <laughs> so but I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna apply for this. No, you're fine. I was gonna say when I was a kid, I wished I was a horse girl. <laughs> I would have like stuff. I would like I would like put horse stuff on my wall to give the illusion that I was. My parents were not about to like drive me out to. We lived nowhere near where there would be horses. Yeah. So I they, lived in New Jersey. <laughs> there, which most people think of New Jersey, they think of like New York City, New Jersey, but South Jersey is actually like a lot of farms and stuff much more accessible more accessible <laughs> yes I don't want you to think I'm like insulting you by calling you a horse, horse no, girl because I'm not <laughs> to the fullest extent uh, no horses were like my first thing and then like Harry Potter and then like the Disney stuff and I guess my thing now is trash talking Disney um, <laughs> trash talking so, Disney no. and streaming uh like Nintendo games right oh yeah yeah, hyperfixation central over here. Um, <laughs> special interests, I guess. So she tells me my eyes are too round. So I apply for this stable job and I get invited to an interview and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Because everything I've ever done, oh, I think I did, I had applied for the Disney college program at this point and was like, I'll just do a regular job. Like, I just want to work there during the summer so I can say I did it and all this. Because at this point, I was never like, this is my life. I'm like, oh, it'll be a cool experience because I'm in film school, right? So I'm like, oh, we'll work for Disney like over the summer, maybe a little bit while I could take some online classes and then like I'll graduate school and I'm going to work in film. But like what a cool, fun experience that'll be. I get invited for the interview for this stable job, but the interview's in California and I live in Savannah, Georgia, and they will not do it over the phone because in the college program thing I had tried for and then my I didn't even get denied. Like my application like got lost. And they were just like, oopsies. 
Like I interviewed and everything. And I just, I never got waitlisted. I never got a no. And I took that as a sign. I was like, this is ridiculous. Clearly like I'm not supposed to work in Florida. So that's when I found the branch thing. And I'm like, okay, this is just like a regular part-time job. This is better for me anyway. Like I don't need the housing. I have friends in California that work at Disneyland. Like this could work out great. So now I'm like crushed. Like I can't go to this interview. And so at the time I had been kind of like popular on Tumblr. Uh, my Tumblr was called the Disney hipster, which that's, if that's not the most like 2010. You've ever yeah. Heard. yeah. 2010, <laughs> yeah, 2010 to like 2013 were like my big years on Tumblr. <laughs> it like amazes me when people are like, Oh my God, Tumblr. That's like my whole like middle school, high school life. And I was like, I was in college. I remember being in college on Tumblr and there was someone, I don't know how they ended up in my feed, but they were like, if you're over 18 and on here, like, what are you doing with your life? And I'm sitting there like 20 being like, I'm old. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, what do you mean I should be on Tumblr? Where will I find all my anime gifts? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, Yeah, the Monica Magic attack on my Tumblr is large. Um, So... (laughs) My Tumblr blog was called the Disney Hipster, but it was not a Disney blog. Like it was my personal blog. Like I posted about college or college work or all this kind of anything. Obviously, most of it was Disney because again, hyperfixation. And people knew I wanted to work there, um, but I was always very careful from the start. Like people knew I wanted to be a Disney character, but. I knew how strict they were about that kind of stuff that like you couldn't talk about auditions. Like if they found me online talking about auditions, I was like, they'll never hire me. And I was like, if I do get the job, I don't want to get in trouble for my blog. So I was always like very vague. I'm like, oh, today's another day. I'm going to go down and like give it a shot. Like I hope, I hope it works out. You know, I want this really bad. And I always just said like, I want to be in entertainment. I never said I want to be a princess or like anything like that. I'm posting on my blog, like, I can't believe this. Like I got an interview for this ranch job and like, like I can't go. Like it's the only, it's the only bone they've ever thrown me. And like, I can't, I can't do it. People are like, why, like, why not? I'm like, I'm in Georgia. It's in California. Like I'm in college. I can't fly across the country. It's like a $500 plane ticket, at least, to interview for a minimum wage job that I might not even get. Like, that's, like, I'm all for following your dreams. That's just not possible. That's a lot. The situation. You know, Tumblr, they would send, like, anonymous messages and ask people, like, well, what if, like, people sent you money for the plane ticket? And I was like, I don't feel comfortable asking for people to do that like I just I just don't think that's a that's appropriate like again even if I can't afford it like I just think like it's a minimum wage job and I was like and then like if what if people sent me money and I don't get enough to go like what like, I don't, I don't want to keep people's money that's really weird you know and they're like well what if you just like picked a charity and if people want to send you money you know I, genuinely I never asked people to do this like I set it up and within like two hours like I had bought a plane ticket to go um, oh, it was wow. really crazy. <laughs> That's so cool. That must have been so exciting, yeah. though. Yeah, and I had... Um, so it's so like a GoFundMe, been... but like before GoFundMe yeah, kind of exactly. thing? Okay. Yeah, like I think people just like sent it to my PayPal or whatever, and I like kept, kept track of it and was like, okay. I already like I pre-picked the charity out like when somebody was like, I'm going to do it. I was like, okay, but again, I want to make it really clear. I didn't ask anyone to do this. And I do not expect people to send me money for me to interview for a job for fun. Like this is not a life or death circumstance here yeah it's just Um, a fun experience 
Yeah. So like I went out, of course, like I took tons of pictures and I had had like an online friend that was like one of my like oldest online friends I've been friends with like since like, well, like since 2010, but like, you know, when you're young, like in college, that was a long time for an internet friend then. Um, we'd never met in person and like he like picked me up at the airport and all this. And like, that was just crazy. And we're like documenting the whole thing. And he was on Tumblr too. So like people knew we were like really good friends and people were all excited about that. I go out there and I'm like crying on the plane because I was like, oh my God, I think the internet is my fairy godmother. Like this is amazing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I go and I interview and they're like, great, uh, you did great. This does require a second interview. And I was like, I cannot pull this off twice. Right. Like she's they're like, OK, listen, listen. And this was before they had Cars Land in Disneyland, California. So they were doing a whole thing where like California Adventure Park was like mostly closed. Like it was open, but there was so much construction walls. They were they were going to have like a reopening day. They were changing so much of the park. So they were hiring tons of people. So they're like, why don't we interview you for attractions? Because it's just like one interview and like merchandise. And we'll just like see what comes up. And I'm like, great, 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 great. They interviewed me for both of those things. I have a great time at Disneyland. I go home. I get a call. I got hired to work attractions at Disneyland. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like just part time, not the college program. I can go out there. I'll just work there for the summer. Um, I think I was supposed to work in a bug's land, I think which isn't even there anymore. Is it maybe? No, I don't know. Whatever. I know nothing so, about Disneyland, unfortunately, yeah. outside of what other people have said yeah. and talked about. Yeah. I also, I don't know if you know anything about this. Well, actually you would because you worked both places. Is it true that they pay the exact same whether you work in California or Florida? No. That's not true? Okay. because no. I, I heard California that, definitely makes more. Okay. I heard that the wage was the same, which I was mm-hmm. like, that's Mm-mm. ridiculous. <laughs> so it's not It's not necessarily because Disneyland is, is nicer. It's just that California has way better labor laws. Right. That's why I was surprised to hear that. Yeah. No, I, I probably made about 14 or 15 an hour in 2012 when I was a face character there. Um, I was doing fine. I didn't, I didn't really worry about money when I worked there, but also I lived with two other people and the living room was my bedroom with curtains. And like, I walked, I rode a bike to work and I was 19. So I couldn't like go out and drink or anything. I pretty much like, I only had to pay rent and pretty much my biggest other expense was if I wanted to buy myself food at the park. So you were living was, with your friend, was, right? Sorry, yeah. I keep cutting you off. Yeah, okay. no, you're good. This is, I was like, I feel bad when they're like, hey, how, what's the story? How'd you end up working there? And I'm like, well, it's kind of long because it's pretty wacky. That's fine. So- <laughs> I'm totally here for that. Honestly, I was waiting because uh, at the beginning, I'm always like with interviews, I'm always like so nervous at the beginning. And I'm like, if I just get them talking, it'll yeah. just go. <laughs> I mean, I'm good at that. So <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's like, I feel like when you have all the background, it really like fills in a lot of just like, I feel like the whole like experience of like, I, this was not, this was not a job I like happened into. Like I put a lot of money and tears into like how much I, I wanted this. I get hired for attractions. I move out there. I drive my shitty car across the country, um, the whole thing. And it was like, I waited till like the end of the quarter, my college day quarter. So I went to the end of the quarter and drove out there and I think the first quarter I just straight up like took off I was like I'm just gonna take off and then so I was like only working I think that's the only break I ever had when I was in college Um, and then my whole thing was okay I'm gonna stay for the summer and if I get into the entertainment department I'll stay longer 
and then I'll figure out doing some school online and like I'll approach that bridge. But otherwise, this is just a cool summer job experience for me to like be out here and be in California and hang out with my friends for real and like be a real Disneyland girl and all that kind of stuff. The term influencer didn't exist yet, but like I definitely... I would call myself at that point when I was on Tumblr, like I was definitely like a Disney influencer at that point. Um, so I'm like, this is great. Like I'll be at Disneyland all the time and blah, blah, blah. Post all your um, pictures and fun stuff. And yeah, exactly. And yeah. And like, so I, I get out there and the day before I had orientations, like Disney orientation that everyone goes through big and small is called traditions. And so you're not a cast member until you go through traditions. Cause that's when they give you your ID and so, like, they kind of, like, funnel it down. It's like, everyone does traditions, and then you go to, like, welcome to whatever your business department is. Like, then you have, like, your specific training. So the day before I have traditions, there is a character performer audition. It's for the fur characters, and it is for characters I am not the height of. It was for the mice and Goofy. And I'm, like, you know, in the middle. So really tall people, really short people. Your princess height, but, right? Yeah. But because I had friends that worked there already, Disneyland does something different where they do not have character attendance like Florida does, which is all the people in like the blue shirts that like help out with the line and stuff. They have entertainment hosts. So again, it's a much smaller department. And so you can be cross-trained. So you could be a princess and an entertainment host and Pluto or like all the fur characters in that height. You might be just a fur character and an entertainment host. You might be an entertainment host and a face character. You might be only an entertainment host. But, like, you could do all three of those things of, like, being the cast member that helps the characters. Um, and because they had that entertainment title and there was technically an audition involved, they would let you do, like, specialty things that were still, like, sort of performative, even though you're, like, wearing a name tag. Like, Merida's stuff. How I had everybody, like, was doing accents and, like, doing the bow and arrow with the kids. Like, a little bit more interactive than just, like, a regular cast member, I guess. Kind of like how they give all the Star Wars people, like, backgrounds and names and stuff. Yeah, they probably they should be paying them more. That That's something I, I want to talk to you about, I guess, when you're done with your story. Just about, like, mm-hmm. the whole, like, we're um, a family and this is your dream and we're exploiting that. Girl. <laughs> That is, that is the whole, that is everything. And that's, and that's why I give like all this backstory of like, I, how much you I wanted put my it. whole life into this. Yeah. Like yeah. I would literally cry myself to sleep that I wanted this job so badly. And I knew I would be perfect at it. And like, I wasn't getting picked because of something about how I looked. It's amazing. My, I didn't have complete dog shit confidence at that point, or maybe even if I did, but eventually like, it sounds really dramatic when you say this, but it's, I really do mean it that the relationship that not just me, but most performers have with Disney at one point in, in another is just like an abusive relationship. It's like, they're the same people that make you feel so low. Um, but if they give you the tiniest thing, you're like, everything will change. This is different now. See, like they like me, they care about me. And like, you fall for it every time. You fall for it every time. So I think that's kind of like, I would say that the initial auditions weren't great on my self-esteem. But then when I got picked the first time, I was like, oh, everything's fine now. Like everything's fine now, you know? They have this for character audition that I'm the wrong height for. But I knew if I went and I was good enough to be a character, but the wrong height, they might ask me to be an entertainment host. I go through, I do the whole thing. I get to the very end. They're like, oh yeah, we want you to read to be an audition or an entertainment host. And I'm like, wow, that sounds cool. Exactly what I wanted. 
So I'm waiting until they're like literally pushing the hiring paper at me. And I'm like, oh, I have traditions tomorrow. Because once you're employed, you have to wait four months to be able to transfer somewhere. But I, wa I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't have an ID. I wasn't employed. So the casting agent was like, okay, um, understood. You know, let me give you a call tomorrow. So I'm at Traditions and I get a call from the casting agent. And she's just like, hey, so you have welcome to operations tomorrow, right? And I'm like, right, exactly. And she goes, okay, well, you're just going to go to welcome to entertainment instead. And <laughs> so I got hired in to be a host and I had to, it was really weird because I got hired to do a job that was supposed to be starting that week. Right. But then now I got a new job. So I had to wait like a good, like two weeks at least before that one even trained me, but I had like my Disney ID. So I just go and hang out at the park and stuff. And like, I, I had money saved up. So like, it was okay. I wasn't like, oh my God, I need a paycheck right now. But yeah. that was kind of funny. The week of my host training, I had my host training, and then they post an audition for face characters. And in Disneyland, they would only do them every six months. And like a thousand people would show up because it's Southern California and, act and actors, yeah. of course. Actors so, exist in right. Southern California. Right. And it's still Disney and people love it or whatever. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go. I'm not expecting anything. I am super happy with my job. I feel like I'm doing the same amount of fun interaction as I would like. I'm just doing it as myself with a name tag. And like, that's okay. Because I'm like, Florida told me I don't look like a character and they won't hire me. Why on earth would Disneyland hire me? Like that's, it's not going to happen. I didn't go thinking like, oh, well, they said no, maybe they'll say yes. I was like, I mean, how could I not? Like I have the day off. I want to see what it's like. You know, at least I can say that I went kind of thing. So it's so big they don't even give you a number to wear there's so many people they literally just had numbers on the floor like so when you would walk up that row and they would pick people like oh. row by row it's more efficient honestly oh yeah for sure so they called my number and i ceased breathing probably um, so it's the first time your number was called ever oh yeah, my gosh ever. yeah disneyland yeah. was the place for you not disney world but yeah who wants to belong in florida i know <laughs> You know, they're going through and I'm like, oh my God, this is the moment. This is the moment. And they're like, okay, you know, we're going to hand out who we want you to read for. And Disneyland in 2012, they didn't put you in the costume or anything. They would have you read and then they would tell you on the spot. They could if they wanted to. They could tell you on the spot if they were going to give you the role. They can't do that in Florida because Florida, they have to take a picture of you and send it to California. And California has to say, yes, we approve. We agree. They match the overall image. California is more important than Florida. I get my paper. They hand it to me and it says Drizella. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I've met those girls in Florida. I've watched the videos. Like, they're so funny. I'm not funny. Like, oh no! <laughs> like, what am I gonna do? Oh yeah, like, I forgot they don't do like actual audition reading stuff. Yeah, or improv so, auditions. I kept thinking yeah, they so, would, but I guess they don't. No, you just read it, and so I'm like, I'm walking around, and I'm thinking, oh my god, it would have been so easy. It would be so easy to be a princess, right? Like I was practiced at that, at the like, Giselle thing I'd been doing since high school, and I'm like, like the stepsisters are funny. I'm not. I didn't think of myself as a funny person at all. I'm walking around the room. I'm looking at everyone, what everyone else is reading for. And I'm the only person reading for Drizella. So I'm like, don't just don't fuck this up, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just me. I don't I don't even see that I'm like in competition with anyone. The other thing that's really strange that again, I don't know if they do this anymore, but they did in 2012 was that they called us. They had like a whole group of us come in and we had to like read in front of the other performers. 
I bet they still do that. That's definitely a thing. Yeah. So, well, they say they say that they've like globalized the training program between Florida and California, but like I don't know if I believe that. We walk in and like the casting director's right there. And they had me read with, like, there was, like, a few guys for Mad Hatter and then, like, uh, Cruella. The Cruella was amazing. She was so good. <laughs> she looked like she'd been doing it for years. And so then I walk up and the, the Drizella lines are, like, based around, like, the third Cinderella movie, like, A Twist in Time. There's a third because, one. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's why the characters were originally put in the parks was as an advertisement for this shitty VHS movie, and people love them so much they never left. Oh, because they were so, so but, funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's also the thing that gives the characters, it gives Anastasia and Drizella, like, separate personalities, because they're just, like, generic, shitty, mean girls in the original movie but they have like different personalities i didn't know they had different personalities yeah anastasia's like very cute and like bubbly and like just kind of like an idiot but like and she wants to be in love like cinderella is like she looks at cinderella and she's like i want what she has Drizella is a straight up bitch and wants to be just like her mom so (laughs) yeah so i was reading for Drizella. i walk up and i'm looking at this and again i'm like what the fuck am i doing and i'm just like it's like all an out-of-body experience right because i've been waiting for this for so long and the casting director is like okay melanie like you can't go too big with this and i'm like okay well i look down and most of my lines are about like where's all the men what's a girl gotta do to get a husband and like there's like a whole row of men standing on the other side of the room so because they were the other auditioners i'm just gonna like commit to it so i take the lines and i like start by like i like turn around it's like my back's to the to the um casting agent and i'm like where's all the men what's a girl gotta do to get a husband around here and then i like turn around see all the guys and i'm like you know, and like give them like a wave or whatever, you know, and then it's like some lines about like fairy godmother's wand or whatever. And I'm like, who's with me? And I just like cross my arms and like throw my body and like stomp my foot and like throw a face. And I'm like, all right, guys, I did it, you know? <laughs> so we, we leave and then they called in a group, some of the guys and they left and they were like, oh, we didn't get it. And I'm like, I'm watching the Cruella girl. Cause I'm like, whatever group she's in, that's the group I want to be in. Like, she's <laughs> amazing. Um, well, they call me in by myself and I'm like, hi. And they're like, okay, so Melanie's look a little different because you already work here. So like the training will just come up on your schedule. And I'm like, great. <laughs> you know? And then I asked the casting director if I could hug her. Um, which she did let me hug her so well, that's good it's um, nice <laughs> no she was really sweet um I like her a lot because she liked me back so, <laughs> so I leave and I like call my mom and I'm crying and I'm like mom I'm gonna be a face character and, like blah 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 it maybe occurred to me for like a second like oh no do they think I'm actually ugly that I got picked to play this character but that thought didn't really stay with me very long because Disneyland was so exclusive and I'm like Disneyland doesn't hire ugly people they just don't like everybody's so good looking there um and then it was during my training 
was when I got a call because they had the, the stepsisters at that point were not meetable characters in Disneyland. Like they were out. There was a couple girls that were cast that maybe did it for Halloween. Um, but that's why they were looking for like new people for it. So I got the call for like the show that we were doing that was called Dancing with Disney, which to this day is the cushiest job I've ever had. I only <laughs> did three sets, 30 minutes inside in the air conditioning, no pictures, no autographs. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> give me a time machine. I would love to go back to that moment. Um, no, no, no stress, no serious bills. It was beautiful. I get the call and they're like, yeah, for Dancing with Disney, um, for, for Drizella and Anastasia. And I was like, for, for Drizella, they're like, right, and Anastasia. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I go in and like ask my trainer and like that they ended up letting all of us do both. But like, I think that maybe I'd been picked as like a swing. They just realized they didn't hire enough people to staff two characters that have to be out together. And if you're missing one, you can't have the other one. It was, it used to be like that. I don't think they give a shit anymore, but um, yeah, it was just pretty wild. And so like, I went from being told I would never get this job ever um, to being the Drizella that was cast most of the days. And I had the least seniority and I was the, no, I wasn't the youngest. I think Rachel was a couple months younger than me. Oh, uh, but well, at the time, <laughs> Yeah. But at the time, 19 at, at Disneyland, like Disneyland people didn't leave. Like the girls at Disneyland were older. They were not 16, 18, 19 year olds like you see in Florida. Like it was older girls. Um, and it was really unusual that not only that I got to be a face character after coming in as a host so quickly, um, but I was really young. And then I had the most days. So... I had a great time. I had a great time. And obviously I stayed a whole year. I ended up doing the Christmas parade because the stepsisters are in it. That was like literally like the audition fantasy because you had to do like an across the floor like dance routine. And you're auditioning with like all the people that already do the parade and all the people that don't work at Disney that want to work at Disney. It's just one big audition. And like the people in the regular parade, which is a different department than the meet and greet people. If you don't get picked in the Christmas parade, you just don't work for three months. It's crazy. You know, I obviously fail the across the floor routines. I'm a terrible dancer. The casting director that hired me the first time, she like walks across the room and like Pixie, she's like, not you. You go over there. It's like the good side of the room. And I'm like, this is like, that's like the dream, the fantasy. Like I got cut and then they're like, oh, not, not actually, actually you stay you stay <laughs> i'm like she knows why i'm here i'm not here to be a good dancer i'm here to, to be the stepsisters in the parade like how good do you need me to be you know so <laughs> i did that and that's probably my favorite experience i've ever had so i only could stay a year because i ran out of online classes to take and i knew it was a bad idea to drop out of school but at that point i was like i'm in for life this is my this is my forever like i knew i couldn't be a character forever but i was like i'm gonna be a character and then maybe i'll be a casting director like i'm disneyland forever that was for me so i went back to school and then eventually i went down to florida and i kept auditioning and they would not let me in even though i'd already done the job but then mysteriously when i applied to the college program and they could pay me less they said oh my god you're amazing we love you and they hired me which so is that, that disneyland right in florida no florida oh Disney this was World. florida florida yeah. just had like a stick up its ass i don't know what their problem was well I wish I saved the voicemail because I have the voicemail from the lady that told me I didn't look like a Disney character telling me how good I was at my audition. Oh my God. How they can't wait. They would love to have me as Anastasia and Drizella. Yeah, because Disneyland is the one that has to approve all the pictures. So if Disneyland approved me, I'm by default approved in Florida. You could go California to Florida, but you can't go Florida to California 
without people okaying you. So the irony was that she told me I didn't look like any Disney characters, but technically once I got hired at Disneyland, all the Drizellas were supposed to look like me. So that I mean, I like to think about that one when I have a bad day. So that's that's yeah. kind of the journey. <laughs> then I, I was in start Florida. casting people who look just like you in order to play your character that you set the standard for. That's wild. Kind of. That's I mean, wild you know. when you think about it. Like in retrospect, like the whole story is like, no, your eyes, your eyes are too big to like. Well, now we have to cast people who look like you. Yeah, I got, I did get braces after I left Disneyland because after seeing a lot of photos of myself on the internet and it was something I was already self conscious about, I was like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and all of my coworkers had beautiful, perfect LA veneers, and I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got so my I got-, uh, I got my LA veneers by breaking my teeth in LA on an electric scooter, and it was a weird blessing in disguise because I didn't know my teeth could be better, but they can. It turns out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a great smile. Thank but- you. It cost fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, teeth are a lot. <laughs> yep. So I ended up in Florida. I was in the Disney College program, and then I was seasonal, and I worked six days a week, and I was seasonal. Uh, but I had no health insurance, and I was still paid less than everyone else, even though my name was on the full time list. Uh, so that's you know cute. Uh, and then eventually, I just realized that I was super depressed. It wasn't. It wasn't gonna get better. And the prop. The, what sucks is that. There was never a moment that I was like, I don't want to be Drizella anymore. I don't want to talk to guests anymore. Like, I loved it. That's why I have the cosplay. Like, I wasn't ready to give that up. But it sucked being so good at something and finding the thing that I loved. And it was never going to love me back. I was never going to be paid fairly. I was never going to be valued, even though I know I'm one of the best people that's ever done the job. I knew I was doing something that I was amazing at. People talk about dream jobs all the time. But when they talk to kids about dream jobs, they're doctors, lawyers. They're all things that are, you know, considered traditionally really high paying career jobs. And I just think that's so unfair because I've already had my dream job and my dream job paid me $12 an hour. And I'm like, what if what if someone's dream job, what if someone loves being a barista? You should still be able to like afford to like live your life. But like I couldn't. I mean, I like I said, I didn't eat. I luckily I was not one of the cast members that was living in my car, but I didn't I didn't eat or like bring lunch most days. So, which, you know, which they probably weren't too upset about because they needed you to be a certain weight. Truth. I was uh, (laughs) I was always underweight and I was very self-conscious about that because um, I would have to get sewn into the electrical parade costume, even though could they have just added an extra button on there? No, that's not on the costuming team. It's like they weren't allowed to do that for whatever reason. That's considered modifying the costume. So instead, every single night they would sew me into the costume and then have to cut the threads to get me back out of it at the end of the night because it did not fit me. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I never realized just how difficult it is to get a job as a face character in either park, honestly. I I just really didn't know until I, like, I met people who had done it. Like, I think I had this false sense of, like, oh, it's easy because I kept meeting people who had that job and not people who got rejected, which is Mm -hmm. weird. I mean, it's, like, two people total in my whole life. Like, there are so many people. Oh, yeah, one time I I used to work here and then they... You know, they were missing Belle one day and they were wondering if anyone fit the costume. No. People say that stuff 
all the time. Really? And you'll tell them like, oh, I used to work at Disney. I was a character. And then they'll be like, oh yeah, one time. And then they'll say that. And it's like, why are you saying that to me? I know that's not true. I know that never happened. That's so weird. There's no way. It was wild. The thing that really made me realize was I got picked to do this special event, which like I'm meaning to do TikToks about this because <laughs> this is the one thing that I'm like, <laughs> are they going to try to get me on this? Because people always think like, the stuff I say on TikTok that they're like, oh my God, Disney's going to steal you. They're going to be so mad. And I'm like, I'm not spilling company secrets. Like I haven't said anything. Like I don't even tell people what the makeup is that we wore. Like I'm very selective about that. Like I'm sharing DisneyAuditions.com is a public website. It is not a company trade secret that, that Cinderella is, is a performer. You know, it's not, (laughs) this is the one thing that I'm like, oh, they'll be, they'll, (laughs) Well, I still, I never signed any NDAs. I got a call to work a special event in Disneyland Paris um, that was going to be over New Year's and also required me being flown out to California twice for costume fittings um, and the costume approvals because it was a very, very, very rich person. Um, and that's all I'll say. I won't give any identification to, to him. This is not his fault. Who wanted to have a Big Hero 6 themed new year's party for him and you know 20 of his friends well at the time the only big hero six characters were baymax and we had face character hero at one point um, but he doesn't like face characters he only likes the characters that are the sculpted heads right so he paid for disney to make costumes for all the big hero six characters Um, And I got picked to be Honey Lemon. You would think if you had a normal job that you got picked to do a special event in another country, you'd think, oh my God, they really like me. No, that never, never occurred to me, especially once I realized that it was not for Drizella. If it was, they were like, you're going to Paris to be Drizella. I'd be like, oh, because they think I'm the best Drizella. Like, that's great. But they picked something that I rarely did ever. I wasn't even on the special events team. So I knew they had picked it based on my body measurements was why I would have gotten picked. I think I had the the ratio of the height that they needed to how long my legs were, and I was very skinny. So I get picked to do this, and realizing that, like, I wasn't even being self-deprecating. It was probably true that I was being picked for this experience because of my physical measurements and not because I had ever proven any kind of skill or exceptionalness to be picked to do this. But it was kind of funny that when we were in California for the costume fitting, I ran into the original casting director that hired me. And I was like, hey, this, I don't know if this is weird or like, if you even remember me, but like, thank you so much for giving me a shot because like, I wouldn't even be here. I definitely wouldn't be here doing this if like, you had not hired me. Like you gave me the shot. She goes, oh no, of course I remember you. She goes, it's a no brainer. You were really good. That's the only compliment I've ever gotten from Disney ever. And I was like on cloud nine. She's like, oh yeah, it was a no brainer. You were really good. (laughs) But the fact that they don't compliment their performers on a general, I don't know. I just feel like they don't know. Unless we're at an audition, which again, if you are a face character and you're hoping to get more face characters, it's you have to wait for them to do what's called a type out which is the same thing as a face character audition, except it's only people that already work there. And you just hope they give you more stuff. Yeah, I guess I just never thought about what the uh, employee to like boss relationship is like, like what your mm-hmm. manager, I guess, is like towards you. I mean, you. you have managers during the 
the day, but I've never trusted any of them. And they're also the people that are most likely to um, call the casting agents because they suspect there may be a silhouette issue, which is how they say you're looking fat. Wow, a silhouette issue. Man, the way they like name things is so specific. Like, I think I always thought it was so weird that they named the employees like cast members. And like, it sounds like they call your orientation traditions. Yeah. And stuff like that, which like, I guess tries to make it sound like it's this like old cult. Oh, yeah. I guess like (laughs) initiation. Like it's it's, the tradition. It's exactly exactly what, what you were saying earlier, which was traditions is all about remember how Disney made you feel as a kid and now you're gonna do that for other people and it's like those emotions do not pay any bills 99% of people that end up in Disney traditions are there because they already have some kind of interest in the company it's just so it's such a scam I can't say, like, I'm smart. I figured it out. It was nothing like that. It was just I personally – so, like, I loved Disney as a little kid. And then by the time I was 10, I, like, didn't care anymore at all. I didn't have friends who cared. I didn't grow up with Disney friends. I didn't grow up with, like, kids around me who were, like, all about the parks, who were all about Disney in general. All the kids I grew up with were kind of centered towards other pop culture things. Um, Like, Mm -hmm. I did know kids who were also obsessed with Harry Potter, that kind of thing, like you mentioned. And I didn't meet Disney adults until I I was an adult. So, like, I think it's part of why I sometimes have this, like, outside looking in, like, fascination with it. Because I remember I went to uh, a meeting at, like, Georgia State because I was considering doing the college Disney program for, like, a semester or something just because I was also in school for film. I just wanted to look into it. It wasn't my dream. I didn't care about it. I had actively been working for, like, a princess party company doing Disney characters and stuff thinking like it's such an easy job I do this all the time but I probably wouldn't do that like at the park like I I assumed I thought it was like classes like you take classes and do stuff I thought it was more like a program for school Uh, and so that's the biggest scam of all so I remember showing up and being like oh you have to like work a job in the park I was like I was pretty much all it is (laughs) I was such a little bitch I was like 18 and I was just sort of like I'm an actor I can't like miss an opportunity or an audition because I'm like too busy like doing whatever that is in Florida and like not taking any sort of classes that are supposed to help further my career in the film industry because the only reason why I would have done it was if if it somehow like helped me get a job within the film industry later on, which I was a little all over the place with where I was wanting to go anyways. I was 18, so. I just remember being like, oh, well, I just don't want to do that. Yeah. And and I feel so mean about it, but because, like, there's so many people where it's like, they love it so much and like my heart yeah. like hurts for them because like I didn't know that at that time. And and that's why I want to be really clear because I know that like my message is like very heavy handed and obviously like it's very personal to me that I'm not in the business of shaming anybody that likes Disney or likes going to the parks. Like I obviously had such an overwhelmingly positive experience at Disneyland in California because you know, they did like me, they built their schedule based on how you auditioned at the time. Obviously, other people could have completely opposite experiences to that. Like, you know, I I had enough savings, all I was doing was working and doing school. Like, I didn't really have those other life stressors that like, I do have such a positive feeling that like, I love going to Disneyland. Like, 
you know, I, I still say this day, even besides being Drizella, like when I was a character host, just helping guests outside Pixie Hollow, like that's probably my one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Like if I won the lottery, I would just I would try to do that and like be in the Christmas parade. Like I wish I wish I could do those things. I wish there was a way that I could go back to it, you know, in some ways that I mean, not really. I love my life here in Atlanta. I love my dog. But like that concept, I'm not here to shame anybody for enjoying their Disney vacations or wanting to, to take their kids there because there is a reason why people enjoy it so much and that is because of you know the love and passion that people that work in the park are putting into it the reason why I talk how I do is because I don't expect Disney to hear me and go oh you know maybe maybe we should offer more mental health services to the the character performers in the park maybe we should offer them more job training if we're telling them we're going to age them out at a certain point like I have some strong opinions on that kind of stuff they're not gonna listen to me I don't even work there anymore and they don't listen to people who do work there the only thing that's going to make Disney change is public pressure look at how everything's been going with the the don't say gay bill and how they're oh now we're donating this and now we're doing this and look what we're doing for our lgbtq cast you know that is the only reason they're going to change and so most people that i i talk to have the same reaction as you of like you know or even maybe more so people that really love disney and they're like i really had no idea that they would they pay the the cast members so so low or that how many of them have eating disorders you know all of those kinds of things and i don't blame them because you're paying for a vacation you're paying for an experience like you know whenever i get to go to a disney park next because i will still go i'm not gonna be like in line and being like hey everyone i just need to tell you i used to be a character here and it's really <laughs> shitty and blah 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 like no no people pay hundreds of dollars to have a nice day with their family like they're that's not the time or place like i make content on the internet because you have to choose to engage and listen to it like if i pop up on your tiktok page and you're like oh my god i do not want to know about like disney secrets or behind the scenes then that's fine then keep scrolling and i'm sure you won't get more of my videos or you can you can even block me i don't care if you don't want to hear about that kind of stuff but like you have to seek out <laughs> the kind of stuff that i'm saying because the general public they are interested they do want to know um, and it's in Disney's best interest for them to to pressure us to make us feel like we can't talk about it when I've never signed an NDA. I've never been paid to say I'm not allowed to, to say I'm a character. Can you imagine how insane it would be if I booked Legally Blonde on Broadway and somebody was like, oh, what do, what do you do for work? And I was like, I'm friends with Elle Woods. Wink, <laughs> wink, wink. They'd be like, what what does that mean? Like, do you know Reese? Witherspoon? What does that have to do with working? No, I'm friends with L. Woods. Like, you know, you are a performer and legally blonde. And by telling people that, uh, you know, oh my gosh, I'm in Broadway. Wow, that's so impressive. That's amazing. You would want to use that to try to get other jobs to impress people. Why should my Disney job be any different? I'm like, yeah, for years I was anonymous and I got paid almost nothing and I couldn't even take credit for the good job that I did. So yeah, I'm enjoying talking about it and getting that recognition and using that to get other jobs, whether that's my Twitch career or even my jobs in my regular life. You know, talking about Disney, people love that in job interviews, even if it doesn't feel like it's relevant to the job because people find it 
interesting and relatable. That's my favorite thing that I've had literally people I, I have worked with have tried to come to me and been like, I just think this is gross. You just want attention. Yeah, I do want attention. Why, why <laughs> should I have to be demonized for that? I'm not hiding it. I'm not think I'm doing some noble, valent thing. I'm hoping that public pressure one day could make changes, but yeah, I would like attention and I'm enjoying being paid for it. <laughs> this is a comparison that popped up in my head that I never thought I would ever compare. So just bear with me because you said <laughs> something that sparked like a, oh, kind of thought. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm assuming, do you know the history of face characters? Do you know how long they've been in the parks? Has it been since, I mean, I know that the like sculpted head characters have always been there. Mm -hmm. um, but like when they started implementing princesses, was that the 90s? No, they've they've been. I mean, or was it? If you want to go back like the there? 70s? There was Snow White was at the Snow White premiere. Okay, okay, you know? so that's Disney. Okay, so it's Disneyland. They always had like a, a pretty but, girl show. Oh, you know what? You're right because they had that crazy Tinkerbell girl who attached her teeth to the zip line thing. <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a video of it, and she like gets stuck, and it's like ridiculous. It was uh Disney high. Like, there's a lot of like events that went really really badly that Disney doesn't <laughs> talk about at wow, all. Wow, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, and that was one of them because it was like uh, they were advertising for Peter Pan was coming out. Kelly tells the whole story in our Disney Disney episode. That's really funny. Yeah, no, I'll, like literally, if you just want to bypass all the depressing stuff, which is me talking, <laughs> and just go straight to Kelly's stories, they're hilarious because they're all very real events that went horribly, horribly wrong in the parks. <laughs> Relatable. My favorite one being the crazy Easter orchid pellets being thrown from a helicopter. Okay, so the reason why I asked if I about the face character thing is because mm -hmm. it kind of reminded me of Playboy Bunnies. I did recently watch the docu-series of the Playboy Bunny stuff, which is, it's really good and horrific. And like, really, I feel like it's an important thing to know, you know, more about exploiting people I haven't for you. I haven't seen that but I have read an article so okay. like I, okay. I from what I understand like it's the same kind of concept of like girls did it and like they got to travel and they got to like it gave them like a leg up on like their resumes for like a lot of people so I was the, reading one from a long time ago yeah but. the comparison I'm about to make is uh so Playboy Bunnies before the 90s before like Pamela Anderson basically who like made it who, who she actually made an individual name for herself before that that's not how Playboy bunnies were they were just a girl and they were like Playboy of the month but they were like kind of designed to be filtered out to have like the newest mm -hmm. girls come in something very different that they did was specifically make sure these girls like didn't have families or anywhere else to go but which is really fucked up and that's part of their selection process I know that when Playboy bunnies found their own independence like Playboy Bunny, the company, did not like that. They did not want these girls to have their own individual identity and careers outside of Playboy. Oh, I that's a really accurate description. And that's why, like, I, I want to make a whole, like, YouTube video about friends with. Um, I was joking around about that before. They mention it during Disney training. I don't know if I have it written down anywhere. Some other girls that I work with said that, that they did have that written in training manuals. I'm not sure. But if if anyone's listening and they're, they're like, what the heck is she talking about? Uh, when you get hired to be a Disney character, I ideally, if you're talking to other cast members, right? Because theoretically, you shouldn't be telling anyone that's 
doesn't work there what you do now some people are like oh yeah i heard like your like your family can't know what your job is like no like calm down it's not the mafia you know (laughs) you're supposed to say oh hey what where do you work oh i work in entertainment oh what do you do oh i'm friends with anastasia and drizella i don't play them right i'm friends with them oh i'm friends with mickey mouse And the whole, of course, what Disney would say is, oh, you know, we're preserving the magic where, you know, it's called um, character integrity. You'll hear that thrown around a lot. Character integrity. What characters would or wouldn't do and how you talk about the characters. Disney doesn't have to get anyone to sign NDAs because people are so heavily into this and so brainwashed about it. Not just by them, but by themselves. And not just the cast members, the guests too, right? The Disney adults, the annual pass holders, whatever you want to call it, they are so on this. I get comments on my TikToks every day. Oh, don't you mean when you were friends with Drizella? No, that's not what I mean. Because I agree that same way is that you are anonymizing us even further. And I don't think it's 100% the reason, but it definitely doesn't help the way that guests feel so entitled to character performers' bodies, the way that they'll touch people and grab people because oh that's not a real person that's Ariel that's Ariel that's not a girl working a job that's not a girl who has a whole life that is Ariel a cartoon on the paper you know and I think it's just more anonymizing and I I do think that people should have a choice obviously like they don't they don't need to tell everybody what their job is or have everyone know who they are but like in in my dream my dream is like 50 years in the future and Disney is paid great and all this that you could go to Main Street USA and you could go to guest services and you could get like a playbill for the day and like maybe maybe Cinderella doesn't want people to know her name and that's fine but like leave her the choice but like maybe maybe somebody wants to come in and they're like oh my gosh you know Katie is one of my favorite Auroras. She's so great. I definitely want to make sure I get to go to one of her sets today. It would be so great. Maybe Katie doesn't want people to know when she's working because you have some park stalkers. Because that does happen. But I like, bet that does happen. It happens more in Cal in California and the, the international parks too. But like, interesting. You know, no one cares about Florida. <laughs> or there's just too many people, and the way it's, that the locations big. work, it's just not as it's not as conducive because the characters yeah. aren't like you. You can't just like see them. You have to like wait in line and go in a building and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. But, so it's different uh, in Disneyland and Disneyland. They're just like out and about and you don't have to is, wait in line and take yeah. photos and stuff. There is like locations, but yes, Disneyland has more what's called roaming sets. Um, and they okay. won't have character hosts or anything. Cause again, most of them are also trained to be character hosts. So right. you just need to like manage your own line. Um, people say that like, oh, California can do that because the guests are better. Like Florida guests like would misbehave. But the thing is, it's not, <laughs> I don't, I don't really think that's entirely true. We don't train people in Florida that work there to be able to handle themselves. We don't give them the tools for it. Um, and we just like baby the guests in Florida. Like if you, if you set the expectation, like it's fine. I've done roaming sets in Florida and had other girls be like, oh my God, I hate that. And I'm like, I love it. Everyone's just not good at it and it's not their fault they're not good at it if no one taught them how to do it the the friends with thing really it's it literally is so dehumanizing to me and i'm I'm sure someone's like ah you're taking that too far but i'm like all of these things stacked on top of each other not being allowed to admit to having a job all this kind of stuff like it takes the agency away a hundred percent yeah especially now with like the whole influencer aspect there's a girl i okay 
I didn't know her. I knew her boyfriend. It, they were in a long distance relationship. She was working as Belle in Florida. And she did the thing where she like went, auditioned, didn't know anybody, was going just because she wanted that job. She like entered a long distance relationship with her boyfriend who was in Atlanta pursuing acting and stuff. Sometimes he would talk to me about it, about like just stuff she would deal with and whatever but the main thing was that she just like really didn't care about pissing people off which is wild (laughs) comparison yeah and so she was Belle and um she would just post pictures all the time like give no fucks like her entire her entire like Instagram she would somehow she would get like friends or whoever she knew to like come to the park I guess as a guest and like take photos like of her for her to have so she had like so like every other photo on Instagram was just like her as Belle she'd be like saw Belle again saw Belle again 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 but it's like so obviously her though and like it was like the cover photo (laughs) she had on Facebook yes (laughs) that's what I'm saying like I when I worked at Disneyland the rule was if it is an account with your name on it it cannot also have a picture of you in character on it so my Tumblr had no pictures of me as Anastasia or Drizella. Um, I had like a secret Tumblr that I would like reblog pictures of myself just so I could like save them. But like that was the rule. Um, obviously, there are a lot more lacks with that now. But that's what cracks me up so much is that when every single rando on the internet or like perfect example, when I went to my flight attendant interview, like the first job I had after Disney, and we're going around the room and they're like, oh, you know, say where you're from and, you know, what your current job is. And I'm like, oh, I'm a performer at Disney. And the flight attendant interviewer says, oh, who are you friends with? If we all know what friends with means, what was the point of it Why are anyway? We saying it? So like, is the rule, because I, I used to say this when I still had to stick up my ass. And like, I, I thought that, you know, we should all be anonymous. Because look, things things can change. I can admit, like, I I would not be 20-year-old Melanie's friend. I wouldn't be. Um, she wouldn't like me at all. I would even say then, like, it, so is the rule we're not supposed to tell people that we're a character or that we're only supposed to tell them with this specific language? Because who's buying it on Instagram when you have 18 pictures of Cinderella and then the next one's a selfie and you're like, this is my friend, Cinderella. <laughs> Bitch, we all know. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that was, that was to me. And I think, I think some of that was like the doubles, the double standard that like some of the girls that, and this isn't on the girls. This is on the, the casting and the, the managers or whatever that I'm sure some girls could get away with murder. But like, if I had done that, I would have been like, I don't know if I'll have a job here anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't know how she got away with it being so blatant, but I do know. I don't honestly think I don't honestly think she worked there for even a full year. So either she was possibly fired. I did remember hearing from her boyfriend, and I'm not gonna say anybody's names because I don't have their permissions to. But yeah. like she was just really unhappy when she was there. I think that started bleeding over into her job. And when you're Belle, like that's not a great. <laughs> yeah, that's something I am really thankful for. Is yeah. that like I have different types of damage than some of the girls that played the princesses, right? But at least I don't have the one that's like I didn't have to act happy when I wasn't happy. Um, I didn't really have to have that like very bad combo. You know, I went from when I worked at Disneyland, I was so confident that like being Drizella made me confident because it was fake it till you make it. That five, six days a week, I was telling people how pretty I was and how amazing I was. And they're like, 
oh, well, you're not married yet? You haven't found a prince yet? I'm like, well, I'm like really picky. I'm like only the best for me, you know? And like all of a sudden, like I was funny. Remember, I didn't think I was funny. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really funny. Like, I'm really good at this. Like, I really took, you know, obviously not the extreme, I hope not, the horrible, like egotistical, like bitchy part of it. But that part of like, you know, somebody could say to Drizella's face, like, you know, well, I think you're horrible and nasty. And I'm like, mm, that's your opinion. It's not my problem. Like taking that kind of energy into your own life is like so great. Um, it, but even with all that and being in Florida six days a week, people calling you ugly and nasty to your face doesn't feel great. And then on top of that, the casting agents aren't letting me do anything else. One of my like big, the big changes that I would make if I was in charge of the casting is like when they hire people, I think it would be okay if they were like, I was at the audition and they're like, hey, we want you to read for Cinderella's stepsisters. I know, sounds bad. It's not about them being ugly. We're looking for really animated people and it's a lot of makeup to put on your face. We think you have what it takes. Like, is that okay with you? Like people are not always gonna be super nice. And then I think that they need to have tracks, like the international parks. If you get hired to work at Tokyo, usually they don't like mix and match. It's usually like, oh, we're going to hire Katie and Katie's going to do the Aurora, Ariel, Cruella track. Like every girl that does Ariel does Aurora and Cruella. Like it's always the same thing. Really? I think they need to, yeah. Those three I, I characters? Can't remember, at least, Interesting. yeah. Or more. <laughs> I can't remember like the exact tracks that they could have changed them by now. Yeah. But like, I really don't understand why they can say things like, oh, we, we can't hire a girl to play just Jasmine. That's why we don't have a lot of POCs. We need like girls to play more than one person. But then I'm like, okay, but you, you've, you'll hire a girl to play only Cinderella. Like that doesn't make any sense. I think they should be hiring every single person in, should be given three characters and like be a princess track or a villain track. Like, hey, Melanie, you're going to be Anastasia and Drizella. Maybe during Halloween, you might get to be Cruella. That's it. That is going to be your roles. We don't cross them over. Is that going to be okay with you? And then like give people resources to deal with that. I think that would be okay. But the problem is you've got some girls playing one character. Uh, you've got some girls playing eight. You've got some girls that can go to casting and complain and be like, I don't get enough shifts. I'm only Snow White. And they'll be like, um, okay, here, you can be Drizella now too. But then I'll go and they'll be like, hey, um, I don't have enough shifts. What can I do? And they're like, oh, you know, well, are you calling available? But like, if we're all supposed to look the same, how come a girl that plays three princesses can play my character, but I can't play a single one of her characters? How else are you supposed to take that? They say, oh, don't take it personally. How else am I supposed to take that? Because to this day, because I've kept tabs on it, because of course, you if you have a girl that plays a stepsister and a princess, either she got hired as a princess first and then was later given a stepsister, or she was given both at the same time. To this day, they've never hired a girl and given her only a stepsister and let her be a princess later, wow. ever. Including girls that have gone overseas and done contracts. They've been like only a stepsister. And then they go over and they'll be like, oh, you're going to be Belle and Aurora in Hong Kong or Shanghai or whatever. They will come back and they'll be like, can I keep those characters here? No. Wow. So crazy. How are you supposed to take that? So yeah. I knew I had to leave because I started looking in the mirror and thinking, you know, maybe if my nose was cuter, I could pay my bills better. I didn't want to be Elsa. I would have traded every single Elsa ship to Ben Drizella as much as possible. But if Elsa meant I could have paid my bills and had lunch every day, 
I would have been Elsa with a smile, but I couldn't do it. How are, how are you not supposed to get fucked up by that? You know, and then you, on top of that, you have the weight stuff. You have people aging out and they're not giving you any resources to handle that. I'm sure Disney would say now, you know, oh, we have cast services. We have some mental health things. Okay, well, not all of us are on the insurance. What about the people that were seasonal or college program or maybe even part-time that, that can't have the insurance? And I'm not talking like, if you are going to be giving people roles based on how they look, those people, especially young, young women need to be handled differently. I completely agree. No, those are all like really, really, really solid points. Your TikTok that went viral where you talked about your hilarious story about like the adult who got upset that you signed their character book, which is hilarious. And if you guys haven't listened to it, follow Magical Girl Melanie on TikTok and watch it because it's hysterical. (laughs) And it's such a good story. (laughs) Is it typically the adults who are mean to you? Or is it kids? Oh, like, yeah. or, or kids? No, do kids feel adult. allowed to be mean to you because you're a bad person on TV? No, kids are rarely, rarely mean to us. If anything, the kids might look a little nervous. Because um, you're because, a villain. Yeah, because yeah. like they watched the movie and like we ripped up Cinderella's dress in the movie, you know, and then they might be in their cute dress or maybe even their dress like Cinderella and they're like, you know, well, how are they going to be to me? You know, which is fine because we can always work with that. And most more kids are not going to talk to you than, than kids that will like kids are not the ones that talk. We love it. Like if you're listening to this and you're a parent of one of those kids that like you walk up to a character and they're like, well, yesterday I blah, blah, blah. And like those parents are always like, okay, that's enough. Okay. We have to go. No, it's not enough. They can keep going. We freaking love that. Cause honestly, most kids don't do that. It's like walk up, turn around, they take a picture. They're like, and then like they leave. It's fine. That, um, I, I was that kid. <laughs> that's I fine. was like, I was like the, because I remember when I was three, I literally thought everyone except for Pocahontas. Pocahontas is when I started questioning it. That's why it was a problem. I was like, <laughs> everyone's real. Everything's real. This is real. Yeah. And then you were like, that's her. I was like, mm. she's not tan enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's typically the uh, adults who are mean to you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like all. <sighs> I have one, I I need to make this one a TikTok. It's like, I was not, I would not have called, called myself like an edgy stepsister, which is so funny because judging by my freaking viral TikTok, people seem to think I was super edgy and I, I wasn't. I was very tame. One time I just, I remember I walked away and was like, they could definitely get me in trouble for that. Um, they didn't say anything. But the the parents are always the ones that are mean and gross. And usually if it's that bad and the kids just, they don't give a shit, right? I will just like walk away, especially where we do the, the character dining where you walk, you're there in the restaurant and they get the food and you walk around table to table. You only have 40 seconds at each table if you were going to time it evenly and like finish your set when you're supposed to. Obviously some tables take 10 seconds um, and then you can kind of try to bank your time. But like, if I walk up and the parents are like, oh, yuck, ew, I'm like, all right, bye. Wait, 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 come back, come back, come back, come back. You have to sign the book. You have to, we wait to take the pictures. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm very wanted here. Why would I waste my time on you when I have so many adoring fans here that came here just to see me? Oh, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. All right, sure. That's like pretty ordinary, right? Sometimes you'd hear the ones and the kids that like look real scared, look real nervous, you walk up. I can hear them. The tables are pretty close together. Like before I'm even there. Here she comes. 
Here she comes. <laughs> oh, it's the mean, nasty girl. She's going to rip your dress. She's going to rip your dress like Cinderella. And you walk up and the kid's like shaking. Like they're so scared. And I'm like, oh, what? what, what why are you so nervous? You know, you're so mean. You're mean. To, why, why are you so mean to Cinderella? And I said, hmm. Sounds like we're judging people before we've met them, huh? I said, we haven't even met before. How do you know I'm that mean? Well, I, I saw it in the movie. Oh, well, what's the name of the story? Because I'm, I'm never going to say the word movie right. What's the name of that story that you saw? Cinderella. That's right. It's not called Drizella, is it? So that's only one side of the story. And they're like, oh, oh. You know, then you can kind of start winning them over. But I had these parents. They were being awful called me awful names and the kids were so cute the kids were so into it and that's not usually a combination that exists right gross parents usually means gross kids understandably so i kind of ignored them because i didn't want the kids to be punished for their parents being so gross um and i was taking pictures of the kids and everything and i stood up and i just i don't know my temper was short i just like wasn't feeling it and i turned to the parents and i said you know if you keep that up they're not going to be that cute for much longer and i, I walked away <laughs> and i kind of drizella i mostly i do talk more as myself like in this like slightly like lower register uh, but like maybe like a little more dramatic right i'm gonna like narrow my eyes a lot you know like this and i i just said it to them like just like that i'm like if you keep this up they're not going to be that cute for much longer i walked away i think maybe they were i don't know if they really totally like processed what i said or maybe they were like oh haha she's so funny because that's just it we can say stuff like that i'm like get away from me you've taken up enough time i'm over you and they're like oh my god she's so funny just like the movie and I'm like, I'm done, <laughs> you know, which when I was seasonal and I was a flight attendant and I was still picking up hours at Disney just because I didn't want to give it up because I was so obsessed with it. Like it was very refreshing because obviously I could not talk to passengers on the plane like that. Um. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I bet that dealing with all the nasty parents at Disney in a way probably helped prepare uh, for being a flight attendant. <laughs> You're not wrong. Hospitality yeah, jobs cool. are freaking hard, man. And I can tell you, I do not have the personality for them. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, one other time I kind of like snapped that like you have the like the autograph books. Typically like a character, you're going to pick up the autograph book. There's probably a pen on the autograph book. You sign it. You hand them back the autograph book. You take the second autograph book. You keep the pen, right? It's logical. It's efficient. Every kid has their own pen. They're trying to get you to take their pen. No, I will not be doing that. Usually it's it's fine. They don't notice. Well, these kids, they had, you know, bought the, the character pens that went with it. And I, I think, you know, one was like the Mickey Mouse blue pen and one was like the princess pink pen. I'm signing with the Mickey pen. And, and the little girl's like, you decided it? Sign it with the girl pen. Use the girl pen on my book. And I was like, nope, I'm good. So, you know, I'm signing it. And the, the mom's like, will you will you take it? Will you sign? That's the girl pen. Will you use the girl pen? And I turned to her and I said, they're pens. They're not even different colored ink. It's not like she wants her book with the pink, the pink ink. They're, I was like, it's a pen. It's not a boy pen. It's not a girl pen. It's a pen. Sign the book. Hand it back. Took the picture. I walked on. Oh my God, she's so funny. <laughs> I thought I thought I could I could have gotten in trouble for that one too. I was That's, like, no. Honestly, I feel like... <sighs> There's probably so many like princess actors who wished they could have said or done something like that. Because and honestly, if you're Cinderella and they're like yelling at you to use the girl pen, you're like, oh my gosh, of course, I'll use the girl pen. 
Yeah, Cinderella <laughs> doesn't say no to anything. That's her problem. She has no boundaries. She needs to she needs to install some boundaries. But <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and, you know, and I get it. I get that, like, it's hard being a parent. And, like, sometimes the kid's having a meltdown about the color cup they want to drink out of because that's yeah. the only control that kids have in their life. Uh, but this girl was just, like, she was just being a brat. And the mom was, like, giving into it. And I'm like, you got to explain to your kids, like, there's a time and a place. And, like, yeah. it's not this. Like, I would have just ignored the little girl. It was the mom being, like, I, I don't think it, it if, even if she had just been, like, could you just, could you just use her pen, please? I probably would have been like, fine. To like help like, my you know, day. <laughs> like, yeah, like mom. exactly. She'd been like, could you, could you just, could you please just use the pen? I'd been like, sure. But it was the way the mom was like, well, that's the girl pen. Do you want to use the girl pen? And I was like, no, I don't. Yeah. She's like <laughs> encouraging the behavior and the yes, genderizing yes, pens, yes, which is interesting. Yes. <laughs> these, are, these are the kinds of things like I tell these stories and people get so inflammatory on TikTok about it because they're like, oh, you're a bad person or like you don't have boundaries or like this, this and that. And of course, everybody was like, that woman was probably autistic and you made her cry. And I'm like, I'm autistic. Ah, I didn't know that when I posted that video. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> but like, I was like, no, I was reading the signs. I mean, I was I reading the signs. No, I was reading the signs because I pretty much most interactions go the same way. Right. So I'm like following the patterns. And she was not following a pattern that she was going to cry when I walked away from the table. So like, how was I supposed to know that? She was, sure. she was being a, a Karen. And like, you know, I that story was told for comedic effect. Like, I didn't. You're talking didn't about the one where you made the woman cry for citing the book? Yeah. Okay, not yeah. the one with the pen. No, just, I didn't. Sorry, I just I didn't want to clear that up. Them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the TLDR on the, the viral TikTok that Katie was mentioning earlier is that like, it was a family of adults like two adult kids and two adult parents. I didn't and know the had kids these, were adults. Like, were adults, yeah. Okay. So, and they had the autograph books. And it, when you have the books at the end of the table, that's so the characters can sign them real quick. And I'm the last character. So usually they have it down by that point. But sometimes they'll forget one. You know, everything happens really quick. Like they people feel kind of rushed. And there was an extra book at the other end of the table. And so I pointed at it and was like, oh, um, is that book full? Because that's the other reason they won't hand it, which usually they'd just be like, yes. Or, you know, she'd been like, oh, we don't need that one signed. I would have been like, oh, okay. But the mom said that book is for princesses only to sign in like this sassy way. So I thought she was trying to like get a rise out of me. Like it's a bit. Like she was, yeah, I thought we were doing a bit together because people will get mad if they we don't like play along with them because that's kind of the fun part of the villains like katie was saying earlier i like make a whole show out of like grabbing the book and opening it and there's all these autographs in there that are not princesses maybe even some that were villains and i signed it away from all the other ones in a way where you could rip it out of the book you wouldn't have been able to tell it was ripped out of and i'm like i thought i was doing what she wanted like i wasn't telling the story to like make fun of her it was more about me being surprised because i thought it was what she wanted the reality is which like it's a tiktok it's three minutes max so, like i don't have time to say all that is that she did ask for her entire meal to be free and I think that the reason why she was crying was not actually about me, but was about her family laughing at her expense, probably, because I got the impression that she was probably very type A and had planned down the family's vacation to like when people were allowed to like breathe and pee. And I think it was like me like making fun of her being particular and her family laughing at her 
instead of with her is probably why she was crying. But obviously, if she can place the blame on me, uh, a nameless fake character person, and get a free meal, then it is what it is. That's, like, literally the only time that ever happened. Like, I was not out here, like, insulting people. Like, I worked with a girl in California once that would call people trollops, which is, like, b yes, exactly. That is one tiny step away from whore it's just not used very often so people yeah. don't really know what it means <laughs> Woo, that is yeah any anyone who's old enough to be like oh wait a minute <laughs> i'm what <laughs> do you Gone. have any like particularly like favorite fun happy moments we've talked about so much like you know negative stuff which is totally important <laughs> and i think needs to be said it is obviously a huge reason why i wanted to talk to you and do like this interview episode because surprising literally nobody our dismal disney episode is like one of our more popular ones of course because disney's <laughs> in the title yeah and i think people, people and i love it <laughs> i think people wanted to hear all the shit kelly and i had to say because kelly grew up in florida and she has always hated disney as a kid she huh. didn't subscribe didn't care about it and she like went to mm -hmm. a performing arts school with kids who were like majorly obsessed like uh yeah. someone at her school their mother was featured in their local newspaper for having the largest collection of mickey mouse stuff in their house and it wasn't like cutely decorated just everything happens to have mickey on it it was like hoarders level yeah. But they put it in the newspaper like it was this cute thing. But the reality of it was like a lot, a lot. It was yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. No, I mean, I do, I do have tons of like cute stories of like I wasn't there. I obviously wasn't there for the paycheck, right? Um, and even with all the the like complications that came from it, like mentally, like I loved what I did. Like that is to this day. Um, I don't think I'll ever find something that I love or feel like I'm as good at as being Drizella. And so like, this is, you know, one of the ways that I can keep it in my life is like sharing it. And obviously, like I have cosplays and I volunteer with kids. Uh, I'm mainly Anna, usually from Frozen when I volunteer. But like, I have a Rapunzel costume. I have Cinderella. I have Elsa, you know, lots of stuff. Because I do, I do love being able to give those moments to people and actually connect with with kids it's great um you know but it's also good not having my whole identity and like needs and like paychecks wrapped up in it one of my other favorite stories like i do have a a tiktok talking about it that was like great because i felt like i got to be like a little bit of myself in there without it like killing anything else um was at that restaurant right and this is another story with like adults because like the kids are, are great of course like there's really cute kids really funny kids and especially with the little boys like proposing to us and stuff like that like it's super cute but when like adults really have a good time it's awesome so i'm in the the restaurant i walk up and it's like two like college age girls i i guessed probably were in the college program i'm like eating there on their day off together like maybe roommates or something and i walk up and i'm just i don't know what i said you know just a one of my stories I use all the time, probably. And the one girl is like talking away to me, like very interactive. And the other one's like very quiet, like very shy. And she's just kind of like watching me and all this and I take the picture. I don't think anything of it. I go to the table next to them. And then when I'm, I finish with the next table, the talkative girl is like, oh, um, hello, like one more thing. Like my, my friend wanted to ask you something. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm already annoyed. It's like, now I'm going backwards. Like you already had your chance. Again, it's 40 seconds per table. So I'm like, what? What is it? You know? And I walk over and the, the, the shy girl is like, 
so um like you're still like trying to get married right and i'm like yeah that's why i'm here like i'm looking for a prince like you know i'm i'm looking for someone who's eligible like i'm eligible i need someone who's eligible she's like well um like what if what if it was a girl so i just like i just like looked around and i just leaned in and i said like a rich girl and she just <laughs> lost it <laughs> You know what? Like, I honestly, I never, I never really thought about it. But like my, obviously how much of like my identity is like wrapped up like in Drizella, not just Drizella and me, but like me and Drizella that I'm like, I mean, I play Drizella very like asexually. And I think that like also in the same sense, like she would be like aromantic. She doesn't believe in love. She sees like getting married as like a business transaction and like a social endeavor. And I'm like, if in the same sense that like, you know, we greet, gay couples that have gotten married were not like ah what is this like no we're like every anytime it was two guys and you could always tell they were like a little nervous like they didn't really know like what they were allowed to say because i'd be like oh are you eligible they're like no we're married and i'm like oh you know and they're like to each other and i'd be like great two more of you off the market and then you know they start laughing that kind of stuff of like not it's not a big deal so i'm like okay so clearly we exist in a universe where we think anyone can marry anyone so to me whether it's written in the manual or not Drizella's marrying for money, not love. But why would it matter what gender they are? (laughs) (laughs) I never uh, thought about whether or not the Disney parks would uh, talk to their characters about their sexualities. But that is... No. <laughs> I mean, I they probably assumed, which they shouldn't assume, they probably assumed it wouldn't come up. Like, I definitely see Anastasia as being, like, boy crazy. Like, yes, she wants to be in love, but I think Anastasia has, like, a very, like, particular mindset of, like, being in love. Like, Anastasia's mm-hmm. definitely into boys. Trisella's not into anybody. She's, she's into money. She's like, who's got the highest offer? I just don't, I can't imagine why it would matter to her. I think, I think I did say something along the lines of, and I was like, well, you know, as long as, yeah, I'm like, like a rich girl. And I'm like, well, if you're rich and I'm like, I get to be the one that walks down the aisle and like, I get the more dramatic dress. Like if we're going to both be wearing dresses, I get the better dress. (laughs) Like that would be, (laughs) that would be the policy. Like that's all that matters. (laughs) If you have any like parting words, advice, anything you want to tell anybody, the general public, people who love Disney, people who hate Disney, that kind of thing. I feel like um, I feel like we've mostly talked about everything I wanted to talk about. The only thing more I f- could really contribute is probably just more of, I don't know, my own parallel life experiences that aren't super related, but are like whatever, like from when I was Hannah Montana, <laughs> which so wasn't much. officially for Disney in any capacity. <laughs> but I love you how people- so good though. I love those pictures. <laughs> It was, that was a huge, I was 15. My mom had to drive me to birthday parties to be, oh yeah, I've never said this on the podcast. When I was in high school, I worked as Hannah Montana for kids' birthday parties and then sometimes Tinkerbell, sometimes Ariel. Only once as Belle, but the mother, it was a three-year-old girl, she did not care. The mother complained that I had blue eyes and Belle does not. She has brown eyes and apparently I was really stepping on that territory for that mom. That's so funny. So 
yeah which whatever <laughs> but which is funny because that's like the one role I didn't need a wig for because I had long yeah. enough hair to style it dealing with those shitty parents and like occasionally there is shitty kids with way too many questions I do birthday parties now. oh you do I birthday parties them. now you know you know yeah. then so, so now it's like you get interviewed yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to learn so much about Miley Cyrus as a person just to like pull her off know about her because she's like herself and not herself in the show and it was like where does the line blur when I play yeah. her at a party like how I much do I let them in on the secret how much what uh, yeah <laughs> I I did a Descendants birthday party once and I had to watch the movie before I did the party and I was like very confused when I was showing up that I'm like because the kids were like 10 and I'm like do they think I'm the actress do they think I'm the character oh, oh, they loved it they oh. loved it but I wasn't sure I was like do they think dove cameron's coming to their birthday party do they think mal is like a real person outside the actress i don't know they had a great time though that's i'm glad funny. <laughs> it was funny i'm glad yeah every time, time i did i've ever done that Every time I did parties where it was like eight years old or older, it was like usually the mom hired me because yeah. they don't actually communicate with their kid and they're out of touch yeah. and they just assume this is what a child would want when in reality yep. it's not what they wanted and they've like outgrown mm -hmm. it. Before Frozen came out, pretty much any time I had a party that was asked, they asked for Cinderella, it was like the parent just wanted like princess yeah like if they if they weren't specific and they were like oh um like cinderella i guess like the kid really didn't care like <laughs> yeah. i did i did one at a yacht club once and oh. i showed up as cinderella and the little girl was like do you know if rapunzel's gonna be here i want to look to the mom I'm like bitch i could have been rapunzel yeah i like just i was like i would have been way happier being rapunzel than cinderella but the mom just decided that cinderella was like the the princess or she kept being like i want the girl in the picture and i was like all the girls in the picture are me like <sighs> i did not i didn't work for a company i was like they're all me i guess That's she just decided funny. ironically i looked the best as cinderella so that is actually <laughs> ironic <laughs> i hope she, I just, imagine if she heard this now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah my closing thing is just like if someone's listening to this and they're like oh i feel bad because i wanted to be a character or i love going to disney you can still go to disney just like if they ask you to take those surveys take those surveys be like you know i want to hear more about your cast members i want to hear more of what you guys are doing to help them and how you're paying them like that's going to make me have a better time as a guest knowing that people are taken care of and they're happy and you know you can say that kind of stuff if you're like i've always wanted to be a character there you have to keep in mind that when i was going to these auditions in 2011 2012 like while like cosplay existed it did not exist to the level that it does now like you could not go on etsy or join a facebook group and find somebody that knows how to style a cinderella wig like if you wanted to look like cinderella or ariel you had to work at the park so like that was i think a big part of my obsession because I didn't even grow up going there. It was just like, oh, if I want to be a Disney character, I need to do that. And that's just not the case now. Like, you can you can pretty much get a full, high-quality-looking Disney costume, depending on the character, I would say, and spend around $400. Which, if you were doing parties, you can make it back. If you're volunteering, you're just going to a convention, you know, it'll last you a while. Like, do that and do it on your own terms. Like, don't tell yourself, oh, this makes it less legitimate or, like, less fun. Because, like... It really doesn't. I feel the same way in my costume now than than I did at that time. So it's okay. It's okay if you want, if there is, there's reasons why people love Disney how they do. Um, they just need to take more personal responsibility.
I completely agree. But thank you, you so much for joining. And this has yeah. been super fun. And I've loved hearing yeah. all of your stories and everything. And I hope everyone listening also enjoyed it. So thanks, everybody. And keep it Thanks creepy. for having me. Oh, and of course, follow Melanie. She's ma- Magical Girl Melanie, I think, on everything. Yeah, the only one is it didn't fit on Twitter. So I have to be Magical Girl Mel on Twitter. Magical. But everywhere else, I'm Magical Girl Melanie. All Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>